and the world, the world would be saved through him. Today we celebrate the, the feast of the most holy trinity, and it's one of the, uh, if you would, the core doctrines of the church, three persons in one God. Uh, you know, some of the saints have said in the past that one of the biggest mistakes we ever made was trying to define the doctrine of the Holy Trinity. Because we attempt to name, to name and articulate and put into words what cannot be. Um, uh, in fact, I, I think it was attributed to St. Augustine. He said that um, what we try to do in the doctrine is to, to name God, but God is always ineffable. He's always beyond our words. And there's a certain amount, of, uh, uh, there's a great deal of truth to that because everything we say about God is by, by metaphor or by analogy. We use words that can never contain God just because uh, they're words, they're, they're constructs for us to articulate something. Um, but nonetheless, we're, we, here we have, here we have it. In, and Scripture today, in different aspects, all mention Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I think the best um, sort of explanation, if you would, of the Most Holy Trinity was given actually through St. Augustine, who, who says that God the Father is the lover, God the Son is the beloved, and the love that flows between them is God the Holy Spirit, a, a, a unity uh, in, in persons, but a diversity in persons. So unity in diversity. And, and then, of course, that makes more sense when we go to the uh, letter of John, who says that when we love one another, we participate in God's very self. You see that virtuous circle of love between the Father and the Son. And once we love, we're entering into that virtuous circle. And that's what we're, that's what we're called to do. So in the end... The Trinity and God is about relationship, Father and Son and Holy Spirit. And, and we are invited as adopted, as adopted sons and daughters into that relationship, to enter into that virtuous circle to love and to be loved. And when we do that, then we are connected completely to God. And of course, that is the promise of eternal life, that love never dies. That's what the, the gospel tells us today, that we will enter into eternal life because we have entered into the never-ending virtuous cycle of loving one another. I, I, I think that's all. The challenge is it all stays up here in the head. And what we need to do is we have to have it sink down into our hearts so we can really live it, because without living it, it doesn't mean anything. So, so let me give you... Um, I, I think we all know that relationships are important. I mean, I, 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 one of the things we can be very clearly say is after the, uh, the COVID or during the COVID, this came to, to bear in a major way, that the idea that we need each other, we need community. And, and don't, we don't just need one person. Like the person we were living with clearly wasn't enough. Right? I mean, we, we saw this, that, that over and over again, we needed more. And, and the idea that we couldn't gather became not just an, a social inconvenience, but became an, a, really an existential threat 
to us as individuals, as families, and even as a community. As much as Zoom and the internet connection can, can is sort of passivated, it doesn't ever really cure. Getting together in person is the core of who we are, who we are as men. We need relationship. Um, in fact, um, the, the Surgeon General of the United States, uh, he's on his second term. Um, his name is Vivek Murthy. Uh, and he, in between those two terms, he wrote a book about this very problem called Together. Uh, and what he as a Surgeon General of the United States has concluded, that the greatest threat to the health of this country is loneliness, is loneliness, is the single root cause of so much physical, mental illness in our country today. Loneliness is the root cause of a ton of mental health issues. Loneliness is, this, is the number one cause to stress that leads to heart attacks and that leads to diabetes. And he makes all these connections of how loneliness is critical to uh, the root cause of understanding mental and physical health in the United States. He comes up with four strategies, but I want to highlight two of those strategies today because I think they bear four. He, he, he suggests that the, the social fabric, we need to rebuild the social fabric of the United States again. And we do it in all the, the small ways in which we gather in our communities, all the civil organizations and all the religious organizations. He would hold this to be a, important not just for the health of our soul, but the health of our mind and the health of our physical bodies, that all three get nourished when we gather together in groups like this. But he gives specifically two, two particular strides. He has four, but I'm just going to highlight two of them. The first one he says, and it's, he says, take 15 minutes every day to connect with somebody you love. Now, it's not the person in your, who you live with. Somebody other than the person who you live with to connect with one person who you love for 15 minutes every day and how that will change your life. And that when you do connect with them, that you give them all their attention. 15 minutes, one-on-one, -on -one, no devices, kids, no devices, no devices at all, no distractions, all in for 15 minutes. That sounds pretty easy, right? Right? I've been doing it for a month. Let me tell you, it's hard. It's really, really hard. First of all, it's surprisingly, like, if I thought about this 10 or 20 years ago, I don't think it would have been that difficult. But devices have shortened our attention span enormously. Like, I mean, within that 15 minutes, I don't know how many times I, I stretch down to my pocket thinking, oh, that must be for me. And you pull it out. Or, or you hear television on, or, or the radio. Or, I know radio is not much, but for the internet, some of us have music going on, and maybe not the radio, but it's music in the background. But if you're trying to spend all our time paying complete attention to this person who's right in front of us for 15 minutes every day, let me tell you, it's hard because uh, several days in this last month, I've got to 8 o'clock, and I'm like, oh, God, I haven't done that. Who do I call now? Uh, and I go, like, all my, uh, my family and friends are, I can't, they're all on the East Coast. It's too late now. And so I go to, I say, and then you, you say, okay, do I have the energy for 15 minutes of attention? And it 
Think about how absurd that question is. Do I have 15 minutes of energy to pay attention to somebody I love? It betrays what's going on in my life. It betrays what's going on in our lives. That we've got too busy, too distracted, too consumed with too many things that we can't take 15 minutes every day to connect in relationship with somebody we love. Vivette is onto something. Together, we can be better. Together is what the body of Christ is about. Together is the ultimate definition of the Trinity. Unity in diversity. So my challenge to you this week is to make a list today of seven people you're going to call this week. You can repeat it after a week if you want. But get seven people on your list and say, who am I going to call? I'm going to pay attention to them for 15 minutes each day. For your grandson, granddaughter, could be your son or your daughter, could be your mother or your father, your grandmother or your grandfather. It could be a long, a friend that you were friends with for many, many years and has long contact with. Or it could be a new friend who you want to contact with. I'm not defining it for you. All I am saying is we've got to put 15 minutes every day to change our lives, to connect, to be together again. Unity in diversity. It is the definition of the Trinity. And when we love like that, we are participating in God's very self. And when we do that, we will live forever.